There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, so what are the prospects for Jameis Winston in the NFL at this point, and why is he still a free agent? And I've got a John Gruden and Ira Kaufman story you won't want to miss. And have you watched the Tiger King, Joe Exotic? Yeah, we're going to break all that down with Chris Torello on Spectrum Sports Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Bursnick. All right, Chris, we spent plenty of time talking about the New Bucks quarterback. Let's spend a little bit of time talking about their last quarterback, and that's Jameis Winston. Look, him and Cam Newton are both uh, available as as unrestricted free agents, and, you know, it's not every day you have two number one picks out there, especially one guy that uh, you know has been to a Super Bowl and has been the league's MVP, went fifteen and one, coming off an injury. So the injury is the story with Cam Newton, and you know obviously with 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 this time that we're in and players can't visit, can't do physicals, very difficult to get maybe a handle on him. I saw his workout video. My goodness, by the way, did you did you see that thing? He looks like the Hulk now. What happened? Yeah. Is, is it was a black and white uh, video? <laughs> But I think yeah. it's because if had it been color, he'd have been green. I'm not sure what is what has gone on with Cam Newton. He's got lats on top of lats. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, Rick. He's got he's he's so he's so pissed off. And so it was funny because you've got Cam Newton going, they gave up on me. They gave up on me. I think he's going to kill the poor camera guy. And then you've got Jameis on Instagram with a champagne bottle going, smile. And I'm just like, talk about two routes, huh? Talk about yeah. taking two different rabbit holes. So uh, Jameis is being grateful to Tampa and saying all the right things. And Cam Newton's working out like, like he look, he's like it's like Rocky three. He's it's pissed it off, you know. He's, he wants to kill him, so you know. So it's it's very. I think it's a it's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out, but um, I think Cam Newton is. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I think Cam Newton. I'd rather have Jameis Winston over Cam, right? I mean, I think Jameis has more, definitely more arm strength. I think he's got mobility. I think he can do more in your offense. I, mm-hmm. For me, yeah, we can talk about Cam Newton being the NFL MVP, but to me, 2015, well, that was long ago, man. I think Jameis Winston has a brighter future at this point. Yeah, I would say that that could be true, especially if if Cam can't do what he did in the run game. His his big weaponry uh, when he had it, I thought, was just the mere fact that you couldn't really account for him as a rusher. And, I mean, there, were, there was a time when Mike Shula, as only Mike Shula could, was running power with the quarterback, you know, like actual like power. Yeah. And so, I mean, from that standpoint is when he was dangerous. Now you have the Liz Frank injury. He was never a great, uh, you know, he had, I thought he had a good arm. I, I thought he could throw the ball. It was never very accurate. You had to have guys with big catching radiuses. And to some extent that's true with Jameis. Um, but yeah, it, it, it he's down the road a little bit more even than, um, you know, then then obviously Jameis is in terms of age. So the upside probably isn't there. But 
look, if he's that motivated and he he can be physical and he doesn't care like whether he plays one year or none or two, um, if the foot's okay, he could go out there and be a wrecking ball for somebody, and and he's certainly motivated. So I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to take a flyer on him to be a starter. I don't. You know, there's all the starting jobs seem to be gone in a sense, and so Jameis is sort of in that boat himself. Are, are you first of all? Are you surprised that the that Jameis has has ended in the place where he is, and that is to say, nobody's calling in terms of even as a backup right now. Right? They may they may get to that point after the draft. They may get to that point before the draft. But right now, it doesn't seem like the phone's ringing very much. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not sure what what went wrong. I mean. It, it, you know, well, I mean, we know it went wrong. He threw 30 friggin' interceptions, but I mean, I, uh, I think, you know, this is, it, it just stinks because this kid, he's 25. I mean, I keep saying it like it's yeah. old. Like, I mean, he's, he's young and he's had a lot of experience. And I just think, I always keep thinking to myself, man, if Alex Smith could get Jim Harbaugh and the 49ers to, to the NFC championship game at home in 2011 or the early parts of 2012, by God, I would think Jameis Winston could do that with the team. You know, just he's got so much ability and so much talent, and I, I, I know he's he's got the he's got the heart and the IQ to do it. Um, you know, it just boy, I, I'm telling you, it's like you look at the situations out there. I mean, what would what would benefit him at this point? But I, I'll say this, man. I heard it a little bit. I, like I, I talk about podcasts, I heard it throughout other places in the country. They they saw him as a really good backup long before it came to fruition, and I'm like, again, what are we missing? You know, because I just think he he is a quarterback. He's a starting quarterback, and I mean, half and part of me thinks he's going to end up in Denver because John Elway will do stuff like that. So I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't know where he's a fit. Um, you know, if Bill Belichick was convinced he could win with him and, and kind of not need to worry about bridging the gap, by God, I would go get Jameis Winston and just see what happens for the next few years. But you can't take that risk with him because you could have so much good or so much bad. And I think that's the problem. But you've even mentioned this. He can't get in there. He can't sit down with the executives. He can't sit down with the coaches in person in their offices and actually charm them. And that yeah. is the problem here. He's so good. You, it's a, he's he's a he's a very you know dynamic person, and he can really make you f- kind of he can really take take over a room. And and unfortunately, he can't do that right now. That's probably part of the problem. I think it's a huge part. I think the physical's part of it. I mean, he didn't have major knee surgery; he had a meniscus tear, yeah. and the broken thumb's not a big deal because he played with it. Um, but he's Jameis Winston, and look, he was polarizing coming out of the draft, and there's still. Those issues, you'll want to talk to him and see where his head is at. You'll want to know and sit down in the film room and say, okay, let's look at some of these 30 decisions here that didn't turn out so well, right? Um, what were you seeing here? What were you thinking there? Look, and I don't I don't say this with, um, with any hyperbole. Mm. Jameis Winston is beloved by the Buccaneers, uh, by their players, uh-huh. by by almost all their coaches. And I know there's probably some really hurt feelings right now, uh, and I know this to be true, in, Jam- in some of Jameis's camp. Some people have written about them on, on Instagram and others that that somehow Arians gave up on him too and, and, and wasn't honest and, and whatever. You know, who knows 
what mm-hmm. I mean, this is not Jameis saying these things, thank goodness, because I don't think he can gain anything by it. I'm not <sighs> sure I'd have his representative speaking for him. But mm-hmm. he was, you know, as far as a hard worker, none better. I mean, doesn't mean he worked smart, but he did work hard. Um, you know, wants to be great, check. In other words, there's a lot of boxes you check. There is a couple, though, you're not sure about, and that's the problem as a quarterback, right? As the as somebody you're going to turn the keys over to the franchise. If I'm the coach, okay, and my livelihood is riding on my quarterback, like most yeah. of them are in this league, do I trust Jameis Winston to get me to the promised land or at least help me keep my job for more than a couple years? And that's the big decision, right? The big decision yeah. is... Yeah, I can bring him in, and maybe he'll be a backup to my wobbly starter, right? Maybe mm-hmm. he's Garner Minshew's guy, because Garner Minshew, after all, is Garner Minshew, a <laughs> sixth-round pick for a bad Jacksonville team, okay? But if that's what we're looking at here, mm-hmm. now Denver, probably a better situation, young quarterback, maybe he doesn't make it there. There's some other young quarterbacks that are starting around the league. But, you know, when I watch the Washington Redskins trade for a guy that can't play as well as Jameis, even though he beat him in England um, from Carolina, like it's just – it does yeah. seem a little – I mean, it's harder to say to yourself, this guy went from leading the NFL in passing yards, which I know passing yards isn't the thing, right? But he went from that to at best to backup, at best, and currently without a football mm-hmm. team. And, oh, by the way, if he makes even Mariota money, which is 8 or $9 million, He'll be doing really well, which is less than half of what he made a year ago. This had to be humbling to him. This had to be something that, in his mind, he's saying, if I get back in there, I've got one shot, and I cannot be the guy that turns the ball over anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, I think one big thing for, you know, we talk about the off the field stuff, and unfortunately, it's fair game, and it should be. Um, But I almost feel like for the first time, in a long time for Jameis Winston, who spent his college career in Tallahassee, Florida, who was in Tampa, Florida for the first five years of his college career. So basically the last decade or so mm-hmm. has been spent in this state where you have, you know, there's, I mean, how many times did we hear about the Tallahassee police department, you know, maybe not shading some, you know, this and that. I mean, you know, we heard this story, we heard that story, but he was always protected to a degree in this state. Like he was not anyone's fault. It was just, he was able to do things and he always had enough people in his corner to say, okay, we'll get this through. We'll sweep it under enough. You know, we'll write a check. We'll move on. I think Jameis Winston for the first time in a long time has to look in the mirror and say, I've made changes. I know that I'm a family man. I know that I'm a father, I'm a husband or soon to be whatever. And he's like, maybe I just need to go away. Maybe I need, maybe it's the West coast, maybe it's the Northeast, wherever, just go and hold the clipboard for a year and actually take in the game because he hasn't gotten to do that in about, in a, in a, in a decade, more than a decade. And maybe this is his chance to see football in a different light where he can put the microphone in his ear. He can listen to what the coaches are saying. He can talk to young quarterbacks or he can learn from a quarterback. If he were to go to a, a Ben Roethlisberger or be one with one of those types of guys, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of situations for him. And, and I just think Jameis Winston has a chance to really, to, to really look at his path and say, I can have another 14 years here. If I really take this year 
and and see and learn. If I can truly learn and just be that backup, don't worry about being a starter. Just be just be the guy who's on the roster and and just be reliable. And we, I mean, listen, the, the backup quarterback sometimes more, is probably more popular than the starting quarterback. So I think if I'm Jameis, this is a chance to reset. And he has grown a lot. And I think this is a chance for him to really see what he has in his in his heart for football without having to be an FSU or to be in Tampa. He can go away and do something else. Of course, the evil Bucks media probably pushed him out. So, I mean, you know, it's our fault, though, Rick, probably at the end of the day. So, I mean, it's after a beautiful uh, monologue like that, I just come like back. Like I've said many times. Yeah. Probably our fault. <laughs> like I've said many times, to this point, nobody has asked me um, who they should play yeah. <laughs> or who they should cut. Uh, I'm still yeah. waiting for that day. But in the, in the 30 years I've done this, believe me, no one has even gave a damn what my opinion was. So, I, oh, I, okay. I wish I had. Rick, Rick, let me tell you something. Before Bill Parcells went out for, soup for the Super Bowl, he asked me, he goes, do I start Phil? Do I start Phil? Did, did he? Yeah. I said, I, I said to him, I said, you know what, Bill? I said, I, I, you know, I'll take the risk. I'll take the risk. Okay? And you go out there and you win the Super Bowl. And he did. And he looked at me after the game and he said, boy, Mike, you're right. You're dead on that. Thank God for you. So you know, it happens. It happens. Maybe not to all of us, but to me, it happens. You know? It is what it is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> the only story I know, I'll tell it since you got me off on a sidetrack here. This is really uh, funny. Uh, the only story I know, I, I think I've told you this story. I don't know if I've told it on the air. So the Bucks win the Super Bowl. Ira Kaufman will love this. The Bucks win the Super Bowl. And John Gruden is is uh at the NFL Combine, which is like two weeks later, by the way. Mm. And so he, everybody's, you know, I mean, this is the chance to be around his peers. He's won the Super Bowl first year in Tampa. Um everybody's patting him on the back, right? So I walk up to John <clears throat> and um uh, I said, Man, this is awesome, right? I mean, congr- you know, and he goes, I can't stand this, man. You know what I mean, so what? What's wrong? He goes, I feel like a big red tomato, man. Everybody's just trying to take a bite out of me. And I go, well, just enjoy it, John. I mean, it's like it's not a, you know, it, it, you should take your bows. So one night he gets a little looped up, you know, and we're uh, he's he's you know buying beers at, at Champions and in, in uh, the Marriott or whatever. And he's like, hey, man, you want a beer? You want a big one? Yeah, twenty-two ounces. Hey, my man, give me give me a beer. You know, so he's like, okay. So and then he's walking around with chicken wings, right? Hey, well, chicken wing? No, John, I'm good. So he gets to talk and he goes, "Where's that Ira Kaufman? Where's that guy?" <laughs> so we're talking about uh, we're talking about coaches and you know them asking you stuff, right? Like you're the, like like they care what you think. Yeah. And the funniest thing I ever saw was John Gruden doing Ira Kaufman because everybody does Ira Kaufman. We all know Ira. Eh, eh, Danny, Danny, eh, you know. So they all do that. <clears throat> so. There was a game that year, as a matter of fact, they were playing the uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And apparently, uh, Ira had gone up to John and says, Hey, John, all I know, you're playing the Vikings. 
Allstat's going to get 100 yards. You can look it up. He gets 100 yards against the Vikings. It's, it's the Vikings. It's all I know. Yeah, 100 yards, give it to Allstat, it's 100 yards. So, so John is relating this story to, me, to us, but he's relating it as Ira Kaufman. So, <laughs> so I'm going to do John Gruden doing Ira. I just swear to God, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He goes, where's that, where's that Ira Kaufman, man? Where is that guy? I go, he's not here. He's not coming. That, you know, he just dropped the name on yeah. him. Yeah. He goes, we're playing the Vikings, okay? He comes up to me. He says, you got to give the ball to Allstat. You got to give the ball to Allstat. That's how he's doing. That's how he's doing. It's hysterical. So, so he goes, he goes, he gets, hey, he gets 100 yards every time he plays the Vikings. And so he says, sure, I look, I look it up. You know what I mean? Sure enough, man, this guy. He kills the Vikings. You know what I mean? He says, so uh, So we go in the game. I'm thinking, okay. So after the game, he skips to the end of the game. He goes, well, Ira, I gave Allstott the ball. I gave it to him 26 <laughs> times, man. Which one of those 52 yards did you like? <laughs> <laughs> it was just – so oh, whatever, whatever <laughs> – you got to give the ball to Allstat. You know, it's just hysterical him doing them. But uh, so whatever, if they've ever going to ask us what we should do, that was yeah. the time. <laughs> and Ira ruined it oh. for the rest of us. <laughs> oh, God, that's beautiful. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so, you just pulled Ira off Kaufman. John Gruden doing <laughs> Ira Kaufman. But that's how he did it. That was the funniest thing about so it. It was good. It's, it's bad oh, enough that, that John. So, and by the way, first off, the beer and the chicken wings, like we didn't see the future endorsement coming. But, um, <laughs> oh, you know, it's... Said, yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Hey, man. <laughs> Corona, Corona Hotline. Corona Hotline. How you doing? Yeah. They're the Hooters. Well, we knew he was going to do Hooters. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, you want chicken wing? It got uh, oh, it got a little wild that night, but uh, oh but yeah. god, that's great! It was a, it but was yeah. a funny story. So that's the only time that uh, you made me tell that. All right, well let's uh, let's have a little more fun here, real quick. I was going to go heavy on college football. We'll talk about that another time. I mean, the heck with the the heck with all that. I mean, I well, let me just say this: Are you a little nervous? I mean, Kirk Herbstreit usually doesn't isn't one to hyperbole either. Are you a little nervous about what he said about the NFL and college football, but not not it not being a, a deal this year? Here's here's what I think. I think, and I tweeted it out Sunday morning, or was it Saturday? It was Saturday or Sunday. I lose track of my days now. But um, and I'm sitting there watching an episode of um, Married at First Sight because my girlfriend and I had been moving the last week into a new place, so you know we didn't have the cable and the internet, so we were getting caught up. And I'm sitting there, and I had a panic attack, Rick. I literally mm. was like, "Wait a minute." It's Saturday morning in the fall, mm. and I can't I can't go into the other room and watch college game day. <sighs> I have to sit here and watch this crap. So mm. that scared me, and I'm being you know funny but serious. Where I'm begging people, I'm not, and I tweeted out, "If you want football, stay home." And I'm not yes. joking around. The president, the CDC, Dr. Fauci, yes. whoever you like, whoever you want to mm. believe, right. May 1st, that's a date, man. If we can just mm. all just please do your mm -hmm. best, 
I get mm-hmm. it. We got to go out and get exercise. You, you know, you, you, hell, so, you know, some car washes, just drive your car through the car wash just to say you went out for the day. I don't care. But, yeah. you know, just do your best. And May 1st, hopefully this thing is getting under control and we can sit there and say, okay, we're getting under control. We've got a lot of testing. Okay, now we can look at June 1st to where we're going to turn the knob full blast and we're just going to go. So then maybe the month of May is a lot more. We're back in the workplaces. We're doing things. Mm -hmm. And then it's, okay, in in June, we're going to have OTAs. We're going to have maybe some some spring training or we're going to have this. We're going to have that. I don't think it's, I'm not a doctor. You know, that's why I'm a sports broadcaster because I want to think. But I, (laughs) I think for me, it's, College football should be safe. NFL should be safe. But you, but if, if we don't do our part, we'll get screwed. All of us. Yeah. And yeah. that's the problem. You know, I mean, we have a great show every night at 1030. You come on and do face-off with us, and you've done other segments. I can, I can go another month or so doing stories, yeah. hosting shows, doing whatever it takes. There's going to come a point where the well starts to go dry, though where motivation for others to be interviewed, whether it's through Skype, Zoom, or in person even, that goes away. You know, I feel like we've, the month of April is crucial in order to save the rest of the sports calendar. I just, that's Mm -hmm. just the way I feel. And I have no, nothing based off of it, except just uh, everyone needs to do their part. We can't go to the beach. You can't, you know, worry about, you know, getting your selfies and your, your, your Insta faces or whatever the hell it's called. Just, just do your just do your job. Okay? Use the Tom Brady mentality. Do your job, please. Cuz I don't want Kirk Herbstreit to even think that way. And that scares me when someone like him thinks that way. So, you know, and and then again, then it could be the funny thing, funny and where we're all saying, yeah, and the and the Bucks got Tom Brady and then he never played for them. So, oh god. There you go. You know? Oh, here we go. That's, there that's it what is. we're talking about here. Mhm. Yep, there it was. That that's that's my biggest nightmare, and I think everybody's too. Is that um, you know they're relevant, they're relevant. Ah, he retired a patriot, <laughs> so yeah, let's hope that that isn't the case. But uh, I think you were looking for Snapface. I think that was the the app. That Whatever, you were I don't know. I, I I got Twitter, and that's that keeps me, as you know, <laughs> it keeps me plenty busy with people. So, uh, but you know, just just to be honest with you, Rick, and for everyone, like every day throughout my career here. I have always woken up like I have to do well today or I'm going to lose my job. Whether that's true or not, I've always been that nervous person. I've always been that a little over the top, you know, just wanting to do my best every day. And, and, and I think for me now, I mean, I mean, it's in a comfort zone because every day I wake up and I'm truly afraid of things. And, Mm -hmm. but I know that I'm blessed and I know that, you know, we're, we're pushing through as media, you're pushing through, a lot mm-hmm. of people we know are working hard writing or doing stories. And mm-hmm. there's people who are literally not, you know, that have been furloughed or completely laid off. So, you know, don't, if you're not going to do it for sports, do it for your neighbor, do it for your family member who, who, who lost their job, do it for someone, you know, this ha- and you know, one thing is we've all, I think, you know, you, me, Tom Jones, a lot of people, we've almost let down that guard of sticking to sports on Twitter we we are human beings. We all have these conversations, whether they're on the record or not, about yeah. politics, about life, about everything. But when we're on Twitter, when we're in our jobs, we just talk sports. 
But now there, well, guess what? Sports are very limited right now. So we're mm-hmm. going to be like the rest of you and we're going to be part of this. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to connect everyone is if we all agree that no matter what you do, no matter where you come from, no matter what you think about this whole thing, we all got to just stick together by, by not coming together. So that's the biggest thing. If you want loud stadiums ever again, if you want the Rays to go after the Yankees this year, if you want Tom Brady and Bucks Red, if you want to see that first round pick playing OTAs, stay home for the month of April and do your darndest. If you don't, we won't have a lot going on even when we do get to the summer. But just please stay home. That's all I have to say. And the, the key of that is, uh, is, is you're, you're not just, uh, not just at home, you're safe at home. I mean, that, that, that's yeah. the whole thing, right? Is that you're, you're protecting your family and you're protecting others, others out there that are very vulnerable because the numbers of this would suggest that we're all going to know somebody who loses their life as a result of this virus. We're going to know somebody, either, whether it's a friend, a relative, yeah. God forbid. I mean, you mentioned, you know, you have people, uh, in that demographic and, and oh, by the way, Something we don't think about enough, and, and I do because we have a Dr. Jen Locke down the street um, who's the ER doctor at um, St. Joe's North here with three beautiful kids, and she's risking her life every single day okay, to go to work and take care of patients on the front lines. Right, That's the front lines now in this war that we have with, this, uh, with, with COVID-19, and, and, and to protect those people, our, our, you know, our health care system is, is just overrun. And a lot of that, quite frankly, are people that, you know, went to, you know, didn't heed the warnings, went to spring break, um, mm-hmm. went out, went out with groups of people. Uh, hell, some of them you went, went on cruises, if you can believe that, uh, after this virus was was well known. And yeah. um, it, it just doesn't make sense. But, yeah, for those for those of us and I know people are struggling, they want to go back to work. Some of them have to. They, they've lost their jobs. It's a real it's a real thing, right? I mean, the $1,200, if you get it from the government, is not going to pay your well, mortgage, much less feed your kids or anything else. So, But the quickest way to have any chance of getting any of that back um, is to stay home and stay safe. And yep. I think if we, if we can all do that, whether it's 30 days of your life, 45 days of your life, who knows what that is. But to get to the rest of your life and get it back to as normal as we can, and the world will change, much like it did with 9-11, um, we will be in, we will be enduring things that we never thought we would have to before we go in groups to do anything, um, fly or anything else. But uh, it's great advice, and uh, and I hope everybody that uh, listens to this podcast, uh, chances are you're listening because you are a sports fan that um, you miss it like we do, and and you're going to you're going to heed those warnings. Uh, as far as you know, and again, this is small potatoes compared to what the world is facing. But one day they will hopefully play college football. And when they do, they're going to play it at USF. How how difficult is this for a guy like Jeff Scott who comes in here and guess what? Uh, you know, you didn't have a chance to really be even be around your players but more than 48 hours. Yeah, well, the, you know, I actually had a chance to, you know, it's funny. I'm, um, we've, you know, one-on-one running with Mike Norvell actually um, uh, from FSU. Uh, mm-hmm. in late in the week. And then um, I believe sometime nice. next week, we're going to have um, Jeff Scott's one-on-one running for USF. Um, but Good. I had a chance to talk to both of them via Zoom. It's like Skype. Mm-hmm. I guess all the kids are using it for their education. So <laughs> yep. it's actually a really great tool for us uh, multimedia journalists. 
And uh, Jeff Scott was very optimistic. He said, you know, one great thing about having a young coaching staff is, is we hit the, we hit the ground running with recruits. We hit the Mm -hmm. ground running with our, with all of our, with all of our players. Like we're doing a lot of film study. We're doing a lot of classroom work in in a way you could say Um, they're doing team meetings every day. Um, so you're, you're trying to keep yourself structured. So, you know, I think, yeah, it it stinks when you're not out there on the field. That's the same way it would be with a Tom Brady or whoever. But if you're Jeff Scott, you're thinking, well, our advantage could be that we're the same, like Texas doesn't have the time to prep for, for their game the same way, or maybe like, maybe, you know, one of the teams they play in conference is a little off because their season got interrupted. Jeff Scott told me no excuse, nothing will ever be. He said, we're not going to let any of this, we're going to go through this adversity and we're going to overcome it. And if we ever look back on it and make an excuse that this is a reason we didn't succeed, we will have failed. He said, we will have failed the season. So Mm. Jeff Scott's got a great mindset about all of this. And, um, you know, I I think USF's in really good hands. I think Cade Fortin's their quarterback. Um, And and I think if that's the case, this is a young, hungry kid that's been working out, ready to go since last summer. So they're going to have, they're going to be in good hands. And I think they got a really, they got a good young group that could surprise some people. Um, But much like the Bucks or anybody else, we won't know until we actually get to see them practice. And they only got, Mm -hmm. I think, one practice in but the energy yeah. level was way up. So you're right about Jeff Scott. It's just, it's gonna, but you know, it, it, this is one of those situations that could, that could help a team like this, where if they want to surprise some people and maybe not a team's not as sharp, they make a mistake and you capitalize. It's all, sometimes it's about the way the ball bounces. So, you know, that's, that's what they have to look at a little bit too. All right. We'll let you go on this one. Now I, I got a lot of TV time here to watch. Uh, is there a series? Because yeah. I, I don't watch anything but sports. That's all I have ever done. Um, <laughs> and that's why. That's why I'm watching twenty strikeout games right now. Yeah. Is there yeah. a TV series? Is there something I've missed or a movie that that you can't you can't not watch? That's on. Uh, what What should I be focused on during this time? Well, you've watched Tiger King by now. I would hope. Have not. What is this Tiger what? King thing? Explain this oh. to me. Listen, it it sounds to me, I have heard, I have heard, tell me if I'm wrong about this. There, there are like three big cat refuges or something like that. And, and, and they're just at war. And then there's, there's, there's some dude that sounds a little like Ed Orgeron. Like, I I don't know. Like what, what is this? Is this, is this like, so it's, so there's a, a zoo in Oklahoma, I believe it's Oklahoma. And the okay. guy who runs its name is Joe Exotic. And Joe Exotic, I know that name. he is very, very out there, let's put it that way. And right. um, he has been in a war with Carol Baskin, who runs Big Cat Rescue. And mm-hmm. basically about halfway through, when they talk about her husband's disappearance, which was a big thing in the Bay Area way back when, um, you almost think you know who who may have done them in. Let's put it that way. Ooh. So there's a lot there. And also Ooh. for a lot of couples, the couples who survive this and uh, don't break up or get divorced, you'll have your Halloween <laughs> costumes. Um, so it's, uh, it's. I'll tell you what, man. Ty, actually, Jeff Scott, when I was talking to him, I said, have you watched uh, Tiger King? And he goes, my wife said we have to watch it like that night. They were going to start watching it. So I was laughing with him about it. So... Uh, Tiger King, and if you if if you have anyone in the household who loves those, you know, married at first sights, The Bachelor, any of that, 
on Netflix, there's another one called Love is Blind, where people basically talk in these like boxes and there's like a big, big like door in front of them and they're not allowed to see each other until they propose. So it's like speed dating in a way, but you have, but you can't see the person you choose until you propose to them. And oh, then you the start living your life with them. And I freak, I love train wrecks as much as the next person. So <laughs> if, if you want to think, Oh, you know what? Maybe my relationship isn't that bad. Watch this. That'll fix everything for you. So it's, um, what? but it's a real, I, I take, I find fun. I find humor in all of it, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, those are the shows I'm really focusing on right now. So uh, well, I'm enjoying the heck out of them too. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what right now, Joe Burrow, he's the Tiger King because he's an LSU Tiger. He's a Bengal Tiger. <laughs> and so uh, Joe Burrow, he's Just, a you gotta go Tiger. In, you gotta, you know, go the, Tigers. Like, we do it all together. Go Tigers. So, go Tigers. <laughs> you should I'm get Tiger King. I'm, I'm the Tiger King. If you want to know the Joe Burrow is a fine player. Joe oh, Burrow. God, that's so good. The Tiger King. Uh, Go Tigers. Mm. All right. Well, listen. Hey, it's been a uh, it's been a fun uh, hour <laughs> with you, as it always is. I appreciate the time. Um, we will be back on the field at some point. We'll actually be able to to see, although not shake hands. We're we're going to keep our social distance. Um, yeah. You'll see me on, on, on the big show, Spectrum Sports, Bay News 9360, doing some, uh, some, doing some Zoom of our own. Um, yeah. And so uh, that's, that's been fun. So we'll, we'll do that on Tuesday. But thanks so much, Chris. Stay safe. And uh, we'll talk to you, man. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the insights. All right, boys. I can't wait until we're all back in person. See ya. Great to talk to Chris. Two, not one, but two podcasts with Chris Torello. That's amazing. Hey, tomorrow we're going to have our mailbag segment. we got lots of questions already coming in, but you got time to get yours in as well. You can do that by reaching us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. So we'll get those questions out. And Matt Baker later this week of the Tampa Bay Times will talk a little bit about uh, some of the cancellations and things that are going on around uh, the world of sports that would have been here in St. Petersburg and Tampa Bay, of course, including the NCAA men's basketball tournament would have been final four week and uh, the St. Pete Grand Prix, which, which will be the last race on their circuit this year, coming back to St. Petersburg and much, much more. So uh, mailbag tomorrow, Matt Baker later in the week. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 